Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And what the fuck? What the fuck is the kissing booth to? What the fuck? What, what? are we... <laughs> 2020 okay so the real pandemic that started in 2020 was the kissing booth 2 i am pretty sure that the kissing booth 2 is responsible for the spread of covid i have not made the connection yet but i think that there is something that was released into the air that got into the bats but i believe that it coincides with the kissing booth 2 coming out the kissing booth 2 is a virus and it's a virus that is available on netflix and it's a virus that I just full mouth kissed. I just, I swallowed the, I swallowed the virus. And that's the movie that we're covering today. I cannot, like, this movie, like, I watched it with Bear and my friend Caroline. And Caroline didn't even know what she was walking into. She, <laughs> like, I was just like, we're all here. We have weep. Let's watch The Kissing Booth, too. So this is, like, one of the first ones where I've watched with, like, a group, kind of like a group setting. I'm so sorry. And, like, it is was... Caroline, is Caroline still your friend? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Caroline is still... You would love Caroline, by the way. Shout out to Caroline Conrad. Thanks for coming over and bringing your Dyson... Hi, Caroline. And the and the spliffs that we smoked while watching this movie, very necessary. Happy 420. It's 420 as we record. <laughs> oh, my God. But this movie is over two hours. The Kissing Booth 2 clocks in at 132 minutes. And it is directed by Vince Marcello who directed the first one and he directed the third one, which we will be watching. The third one is actually shorter than this, which I, what? This guy is mostly known for doing American girl movies, which makes sense because I don't even, I don't know if I mentioned this in the first episode that we did on the kissing booth, but if I did, if I did, I'm going to repeat it. This is like if a Disney movie had fucking in it, like a Disney original movie. Like, if you were watching Smart House and suddenly there was fucking in it, it's insane. Except Smart House is good. <laughs> I I love Disney Channel original movies, so the idea of a Disney Channel original movie with fucking sounds awesome to me. This is not that awesome. <laughs> like, the first, I mean, okay, so if you haven't seen the first Kissing Booth, you don't need to watch it, but we have an episode about it, unpacking it, so you could just listen to that episode before you listen to this episode. Although I, I don't even think you need to see the movies to listen to us make fun of them. But the, <laughs> like, I think you're totally right. It's like, tonally, that is exactly what it is. It's like Disney Channel original movie with fucking, but it doesn't even have the fun in the right ways. Like the first, like the Kissing Booth original movie, as much as elements of it pissed me off or were annoying, I still had some fun. Like there was some fun there. There were bits that I drew from it. This one was just so long and so every likable trait about every character was drained out of them. Like the blood was drained out. They were just skeletons. They were just husks of the likability that was once there, but not with any added pathos, not with any added element of, oh, well, this is why you're interesting. Oh my I don't God. Mean to you like know- a character, but if they have some fucking depth, but no. 
They don't have you any know, of it. You know who really sucks in this movie? I mean, aside from like everyone, you know who really, really sucks in this movie though? Lee. <laughs> <laughs> what is this boy's problem? Lee sucks. I mean, L sucks. I I mean, no, like Noah's always sucked. He gave me big red flags in the first movie. He doesn't give off the same ones in this one, but he has a whole nother thing. Marco is like the only one that I'm like, he's a nice guy. Leave him alone. Marco's just a guy. I also want to point out too that like there, <laughs> every single time a character didn't look like a teenager in it, Caroline would just be like, that woman is 32 years old. Like she would just say it just like this. This was so deadpan. Um, yeah. And I mean, like the thing is, is that the core three are actually within age range. Like, I, even though Jacob Elordi, who plays Noah Flynn, seems so much older than Joey King, he's only two years older than her. He's just like a giant. <laughs> yeah, he's like a giant. Yeah, she's 22, he's 24. Um, Joel Courtney, who plays Lee, is actually older than both of them, <laughs> which is oh. so wild to me. Oh, he's 26? Yeah, he has a little baby face. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, Marco is probably like tw- like 28 at the time of filming. And that's played by Taylor Zakar Perez. And and Marco's full name is Marco Valentin Pena. Like, I believe which is just like his name is MVP. And also just like the Latin lover thing that they're trying to do. Oh, yeah. So extra. But yeah, he's like 30. Maisie Richardson Sellers, who plays who plays Chloe is also like 30 and Megan Young, who plays Rachel 30 and you can, but you can tell <laughs> they look oh, like yeah. three 30 year olds. Yeah. You can tell that they're like eight years older than Joey King. And, and it definitely like adds to a lot of the dynamics in here. I mean, God, this fucking movie. So, okay, here's the quick catch up for those who haven't listened to our original Kissing Booth episode and or just haven't watched either of these movies. In the first Kissing Booth, (laughs) Joey King plays Elle and she is best friends with Lee, who is played by Joel Courtney. Lee has a hot older brother played by Jacob Elordi named Noah. They're the Flynn boys. And Joey... I'm just going to use the actors' names. Joey and Joel have, like, all these friendship rules, and that's, like, a quirk that comes up. It's, like, rule 18. It's basically just a copy of Naomi and Eli's no-kiss list. And no, not not talking about the, I mean, the movie sucks, but, like, it reminded me of the book, which is which is good. And I'm just yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they have all these, like, friendship rules, etc. Lee mm-hmm. has a crush on Elle, but then Elle has a crush on older brother hottie Noah. That creates tension in their friendship. Friendship, Lee's wait, like, wait. Do you really think that Lee has a crush on Elle? No, well, in the first movie he does. I don't think he does. I thought I felt like that was a huge thing. No, like I, you know, I rewatched the first movie in preparation for this because I'm a masochist. And in the first movie, it just really seems like he is he's like really threatened by the idea that like Noah is cooler than him and taller than him and older and like I guess in his opinion more handsome and like blah 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 so it's almost just like this like possessive thing like you get to have all the other stuff and I get her 
in a very platonic way, but I get her. It's like, it's so like aggressively platonic because when he's like talking to her, like when he finds out that they're having sex in the first one, which, like there's so much sex in the first one to the point where like in this one, there really isn't that much. And I'm just like, no, but all of the sex in the first one was very interesting to me. But like when he's like, fucking, fucking my brother, like it's just so like, how dare you have sex? Like it just... I don't know. I don't think that Lee has a crush on her. I think it's like this weird like psychological thing where like he is just like, girl, mine. I don't want to kiss her, but she's mine. It's weird. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay, well, he yeah. wants to possess her in the first movie. And, you know, it's friendship. Maybe there's a crush, maybe not. But he is very jealous when he finds out that she has a crush on Noah because everyone has a crush on Noah. And it's just like, really, we're best friends. And then when Noah starts to like her back and they hook up, but then Noah's still a douchebag. Also, in the first movie, in my opinion, Noah has like major red flags of a potential abuser. Like he's like violent. He like punches things. He freaks out at Elle. He lies. Like they're like he's shitty. And Elle is just like, I guess her character, I, I don't want to immediately be dismissive. I find her annoying. <laughs> mm -hmm. I like, I, I feel like I can best explain describe her almost as like the gender swapped version of all of these movies we see with like a guy who doesn't really have anything interesting going on but like his character is supposed to be like oh he's a little weird and now all these hot chicks are into him even though he was like an underdog that's kind of the vibe I get with Elle's character is like almost this like I don't I don't even have the right comparison it's not like a Seth it's not like an early Seth Rogen thing it's but it's somewhere in there of just like she likes to play video games and the hot guy's into her. <laughs> yeah, I, it's very much ramped up in the second movie too because it's like, she's into video games. She plays soccer, which almost never comes up. But every once in a while, you see that she plays soccer. She's like, chill with all the boys. Actually, in the second movie, it really makes me notice that like she does not like other girls at all. Like She spends time with the OMG girls, but she doesn't really ever like confide in them. Like, try to be close to them. And as much as the movies are just like, oh, yeah, these are, like, the mean girls, they're not mean to her. They seem to really want to be your friend. And she really only pays attention to them sometimes. It was kind of like the Bella Swan kind of situation where it's just, like, everybody's trying to be your friend and you're just not interested because there are boys around. Well, the, the OMG girls were mean to her in this movie. Like, they were constantly making snide remarks about Noah like, they were definitely fake to her. Like, they were like, oh, it, you must be so threatened. And then they, like, walk away. So they, they were not nice to her. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess I just thought that they were just, like, being annoying. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I didn't I didn't find it to be mean necessarily. I, I mean, was it, just, it like... was very much, like, coming up and being like, how do you feel about this hot chick in photos with your boyfriend? And then they, like, giggle and look at each other. Like, it felt very mean girls to me. I definitely mm. agree that Elle has internalized misogyny. Like, she doesn't try at all to be friends with other girls. And there are girls who want to be friends with her. I mean, she doesn't really make an effort with Lee's girlfriend in this movie, Rachel. No! And that's crazy to me. <laughs> that would be such an easy friend. Like she's Like, she's close with your best friend. You're already hanging out in the same context as her. She seems really nice. But so basically, like the first movie, she ends up getting with Noah. 
and her and Lee end up being okay at the end. And then this movie starts off by it being like, well, Noah's a year older, so now he's off at Harvard, and they're still together, but Elle doesn't want to be clingy, so she, like, doesn't text him very much. She's like, I don't want to be like those other girls who have needs, so I'm going to not text my boyfriend. And then this rumor starts that they've already broken up, which they haven't. And it's then, so funny how everybody thinks they've already broken up, and she and she just has to constantly be like, "No, she's like still no. together." And I'm just like, like within the first ten minutes, I was like, "God, this is exhausting." And then Lee has this girlfriend, Rachel, he's in love with, and the movie establishes it very early that Rachel basically Elle invites herself along to things with Rachel, but also that Lee will invite Rachel to things he's going to do with Elle. And he's just a horrible communicator. Like he doesn't really tell either of them. He doesn't tell Elle, Hey, you can't come to my date with my girlfriend, but he also doesn't tell his girlfriend, Hey, this is time with my friend. And if you come, it's going to be awkward. So that's a dynamic. (laughs) Yeah. That's the thing. That's, I mean, it kind of like lends to like the issue of like, him not having a crush on her in the first movie, but also him being obsessed with spending time with her and him, like, forgetting about his own girlfriend. And it's just, I don't know. I've never been a teenage boy. I will never be a teenage boy. But you would think that he would spend more time with the one that he gets to have sex with. You would think that. I just, I don't, what? I, you doesn't... know, <laughs> I, I, I completely agree, especially because he does seem like a romantic I also notice Lee doesn't have male friends. So one thing I notice is Elle doesn't really have female friends. Lee doesn't really have male friends. And it's not that they both need to have a quota and it matters, but it is interesting to me. And I feel like it just, at that age, especially in the school they go to, which, I mean, there's like one gay character we get to interact with, but you know, it's a very cishet environment. It just feels like they kind of morph into each other and they don't really know how to navigate anyone else. Lee and Elle. Yeah, yeah. Everybody wants to be Elle's friend, and it's clear that they're liked at school. It's not like they're bullied or anything, but it's kind of just like they're so in their heads. Yeah, they're just like in their own little world, and this this movie also really drove home to me how fucking rich the Flynn boys are. I mean, that house in the first movie, like the house was a thing, but like, it's just like, they are so rich. The car that Lee drives it's insane. Like, whenever I look, I was just like, you are a teenage boy. How do you, this is just like some, it's just like rich kid shit. And then like, I kept on telling Bear, I was like, he's, oh, uh, Elle isn't rich. She just, it's just the Flynn boy, she's rich. And it's just like, but she's so like, like, like rich adjacent. Oh yeah. That like, when she starts talking about having trouble with school, I'm like, I don't know. Why don't you ask Molly Ringwald, who's definitely going to be, like, your mother-in-law at some point? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, because Molly Ringwald plays Lee and Noah's mom. Yeah, I mean, they have an infinity pool. It's in, it's it's ridiculous. They, I definitely noticed how rich they are in this movie. Like, the first one, I noted it in the classic, like, oh, this is a Netflix movie. They don't want to deal with money, so everybody's kind of rich. But in this one, it felt so much louder, especially because the way that they all talk about colleges is very much like there's only three colleges that matter. (laughs) You know, it's very like the only colleges you could go to are Ivy League. Otherwise, you failed. And I'm like, there's lots of good colleges. There's a lot of ways to go to college. Yeah. 
Yeah, when she, like, when somebody, I think at some point Elle mentions applying to Boston University, I was like, wow, you applied to a non-Ivy yeah. as well, girl. Damn, oh, wow. are you going to be okay? Is this going to be what the next movie is about? And, and, of, with- and, and of course, in the, <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's definitely like setting up to which school oh, is she yeah. going to go to? Because at the end of the movie, she gets into both Berkeley and Harvard. Berkeley is where Lee is going and Noah is at Harvard. It just reminded me of just like the conflict in She's All That, that like, <laughs> that like Freddie Prince Jr. got into every Ivy League school and he can't, and he just can't choose. It's hard. Like, Which it's hard. One? <laughs> these kids do it? It's so- I don't know. There's a scene that I feel like is supposed to be maybe relatable to those of us who weren't did not grow up with money where Elle like talks to her dad and she's like, you know, playing with the idea of applying to Harvard and she mentions she wants to apply to a private school and then her dad has to be like, Oh, I'm sorry, like if it's not like Berkeley, I can't help you go. And it's supposed to be this hard scene, and I'm like, wait, her dad can help her? (laughs) I was like, that's amazing. Her dad can help her with any school? Cool. Sounds nice. Well, it's yeah. Like, just like, this, like okay. oh, dad's budgeted really hard to try to help me pay for school, which is expensive no matter where you go. But I can't go to the most expensive one that billionaires buy their kids ex- admission to. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, oh, no, I, he can't afford out of state tuition. Yeah. Like, girl, right? <laughs> girl. Okay, so Noah in this movie is 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 really really something else like he is just he's at harvard he misses l he's just like he spends like most of the movie just like brooding it's just like and it's like i get it you love her but it's also just like at some point i was feeling like i was watching fan fiction because it's just like like I need you I'm not doing well here I feel like so isolated and it's just like you are a giant white man he's you are a giant white man with a strong jaw what do you mean you're not fitting in excuse me yeah I felt like this movie was trying to overcorrect for how douchey he seems in the first one so they're like, look at how much he loves her. He's changed by love. But then, of course, there's this whole plot line where where Elle thinks that he's cheating because he's really good friends with this really beautiful woman at Harvard, Chloe. And, like, him and Chloe hang out one-on-one a lot. And also, like, he's not super honest. Like, so much could be avoided if he was just more honest. But if everybody was better at communication. But I, I do remember, oh, these characters are 17, 18. So, like, this is realistic in that sense. But he hangs out with Chloe a lot and Elle is threatened by her because Chloe's like, you know, older than her and she's like this beautiful traveled Harvard woman. And and of course, like the OMG girls, like there's a, a picture of Chloe that's posted on Noah's Instagram and the OMG girls are like, wow, are you jealous that he's like with this model now? And Elle is like, no, like we're still together. But obviously, you know, that that sparks an insecurity. Okay, so let's talk about Chloe. Chloe is an, a, a kind of archetype that you only really find in in like film and television, not books, because like I, I you know, I, I, you know, books have different priorities, oftentimes better priorities. I think there's this 
Okay, what is this thing in media where there is a beautiful, light-skinned Black woman who makes the main white girl feel insecure about herself? I keep on seeing this so much. I kept on thinking about um, Big Little Lies is the, is the one that pops yeah. up. Like, it like popped into my brain. Especially because in the book, that character is not Black. That's why I'm saying that this is a thing that keeps on happening oh, in film and television I've noticed it. Alex and I both noticed that. I was like, oh, okay. So now we're supposed to like be mad at her or like we're supposed to all side with Elle and be like, yeah, how dare she exist and be pretty at Harvard? <laughs> like, you know, like, so it's like a double, it's like a double. Cause like the one thing about Chloe is that she, she never really steps out of line and she makes it clear that she doesn't want Noah, but Noah around her, very strange dynamic. Oh, it's it's there. weird. They 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 are weird. And like there's a flirty he, she like tucks him in in one scene. She tucks him in. What is like that? I definitely was like, this feels like a dynamic that I definitely witnessed in my late teens, early twenties, where like a really pretty woman doesn't want to be with a guy, but is like, it's kind of fun to flirt a little bit, and then he's just like, Wow. <laughs> and she's like, by the way no, this isn't a, a thing. And he's like, wow. And it's not that she's leading him on and it's not even that he's trying anything. It's just like a weird thing where you're like, is this not, a, I, I really do sound like a, a when Harry met Sally quote right now, but it's like, is this a friendship? Like, what is this? Like what, like it can be a friendship with that dynamic still, but like what, what actually is happening here? Like their dynamic is very, like he's kind of like a weird dog around her. <laughs> he's just he, like this big yeah. handsome dog who's just like rough, rough, oh. I don't know. I love my girlfriend. And then Chloe's like, oh, there, there. That's so cute. You're so disgusting. Let's play pool. I'm very sexy and good at pool. Oh my god, the pool scene? It's so weird because it's like she's being like, you should be honest with your girlfriend. But she's doing it in the sexiest way possible to deliver that information. That would be like if I like came over to your house and like Alex wasn't there and like I was giving you advice and I just like started like I don't know just like started stripping while giving you relationship advice. Like wouldn't that be Yeah, insane? absolutely. That's ex- <laughs> It's just like it's so no, yeah. Their, their their vibe is so weird. So there is this like I don't love the very kind of possessive tropes and let's be real it happens in real life all the time thing where it's like people in hetero relationships are automatically suspicious of their partner being friends with someone of another gender like I'm like mm. come on you're adults if you don't trust them you shouldn't be with them but in Elle's defense Noah is a fuck boy <laughs> he has eight million red flags when she meets him he has been known for cheating and even when she does meet Chloe, Chloe's nice to her, but Chloe's not really making effort to bring her into conversation. Not that it's her responsibility. Chloe's very much holding court and kind of flirt talking with um, Noah and the guys. And Elle is not trying at all. So like, it's like it's just like the perfect storm, you-, you know, it's the perfect storm. Like Elle's not trying. Mm-hmm. Noah's an asshole. And uh, Chloe is just intimidating enough because she's not coddling her which there's a lot of racial shit to go like that like yeah. I feel like oh, there's yeah. a very yeah. big racial there's a white gaze on Chloe that's kind of like double-sided it's 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 pretty ridiculous like 
why does Noah bring Chloe to Thanksgiving? Yeah. I just can't imagine a situation where that would make it sense. It doesn't make Like, it... <laughs> and this is, of course, like, this is something like, that happens, you know, near the end of the movie. And, like, it's later revealed that he did it because he wanted Elle and Chloe to be friends. But he doesn't tell Elle that. He's not like, I'm bringing Chloe because I think it'd be so fun if y'all became friends. He just brings Chloe when everything's falling apart. And yeah, it does look like he has a crush on Chloe. And then Chloe is being really cool and trying to like, but she she doesn't know anyone except Noah. So what's she supposed to do? She can't like force her friendship on people. So she's she is just hanging out with Noah, which does kind of perpetuate this image of like, oh, they're a thing. Because she doesn't know anyone. <laughs> so I'm also like, Chloe, why would you go? I would not go. Like, I'm sorry. Why? Yeah. Why would, why would she go? Like, that's crazy, man. Like, if it were me, if I were the black girl being fixated on in this situation, the one thing that I would not do is bring myself into it. I'd just be like, we're friends here. You need to explain this to her. I'm not talking to this white girl until you have explained this situation because yeah. I'm not catching any strays out Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, like, also, also, like... This is a this is a gorgeous actress, beautiful beautiful woman. I've seen I saw that she directed a short film. I'm going to track it down as soon as we're done recording. I do, I do not mean any any disrespect when I say what I'm about to say. Her wig was in motion from scene to scene. Her wig was in different places. It was not fastened on her head sometimes it's like further in front of her forehead sometimes it's back sometimes the part is moved around it is one of the worst things i have ever seen to put to put that rat's nest on that disrespectful i i am beside my disrespectful this is a gorgeous brilliant also she is one of like the people like she her acting style is so natural that she's really just like acting circles around everybody but but then they give her this wick it's like oh she's just too talented oh, yeah. we have to get her oh we yeah i mean get her like, with I this like wig. both her and taylor zakar perez like they were just given these roles that were like what the fuck are they supposed to do with these roles not, which is not to say that all the other characters are nuanced and written, but like all the other characters have been in the other movies and they're so centered as the main characters that even though the writing isn't great, they, they, you know, you know more about them, but like Chloe is really, I mean, yeah, she's written as like, she's the hot friend at Harvard and like, I, it's almost like the movie wants you to be suspicious of her. And I don't like that. And, and the thing is, is that I'm not suspicious of her. There is no point in this movie where I think that there's something going yeah, on. Yeah. Agreed. Like, I I'm not like, Oh, I was just like, well, this is a dysfunctional friendship and Noah should probably communicate with Elle. And also Elle, like reasonably, if she doesn't trust or feel good about her boyfriend and just how he is, maybe she shouldn't be with him. You know, like this, moving to Harvard isn't going to make it better. Yeah, you're just going to like be in Boston and it's going to be cold 
and you're very skinny and very small, and you're going to have to wear so many layers. Poor, this, I just kept on thinking, this is a little baby. Like, when I looked, when I found out that, like, she is, like, engaged in real life and is getting married, and it was, like, and it's crazy, and it's, like, far be it for me. I, but the thing is, is that I was engaged at 23. She is 22, so I will, I, <laughs> I will okay. play with Whatever, Jordan. I love you both. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> You're like, as a, when I was 23. <laughs> when I was 23. No, it's just like she just, she just like looks like such a, such a baby. And like, uh, and Caroline mentioned this and she was totally on the money where it's like when she, when she puts on makeup, it somehow makes her look I younger. agree. Yeah. She really does look like a baby. <laughs> and I mean, she's, she's a, a cute, cute baby. baby. Like, she's adorable. This character is terrible. Yeah. This character is awful, but Joey King's adorable. Joey King is adorable. You know, that's the thing. Like, we don't... <laughs> like, we're, not, we're not coming for any of the actors No, No. It, it, it's, it, it's an unfortunate situation, which, <laughs> speaking of an unfortunate situation, <laughs> Rachel... <laughs> I don't know why. Rachel's... <laughs> like, when they're going to the party... And they changed the costume from a s'mores costume to oh. a Ghostbusters costume, and she still shows up as the marshmallow. I died. I died. I died. And then, like, she's angry as a marshmallow, which honestly, yeah, girl, like, I do not blame you. Rachel was like, I really felt bad for her because basically, like, from the very beginning of the movie, we see. That Rachel does not get one fucking moment alone with her boyfriend because Elle is always there. Elle's crashing their dates. Elle is already hanging out with Lee. And then Lee's always like, oh, I'm so sorry. I just don't know how to communicate basic things. Can you just be cool with the fact that we're not on a date and instead me and my best friend are doing inside jokes in front of you? And then very much like makes Rachel feel like she's the nagging girlfriend when she's just the girlfriend who thought they were going to have a cute night and and Rachel is very I actually I really feel like Rachel's very mature about it because instead of just like getting passive aggressive or freaking out she pulls Lee aside she tries to communicate and she's like this is really bothering me and I can't be with you if you don't talk to Elle and tell her that we need some alone time and that we need some space she tells him exactly what she needs and, and she's supposed just, to be 17 even though she's played by like a 30 year old and, and he, yeah <laughs> And he's like, oh my god, yeah. And his way of doing it, he, instead of talking to Elle, oh, so him and Elle god. are doing Dance Dance Mania, which is like, you know, a Dance Dance Revolution knockoff for the movie. And uh, they, they play it all the time. They have like top scores and they are going to go to this competition where you can win a bunch of money because Elle needs money because she's secretly applying to Harvard, but she's not telling Lee because one of their friendship rules is that they have to go to the same college sure whatever anyways instead of being like hey l i i have been neglecting rachel and i need to spend some more time with her and, and you can't always hang out with us he pretends to break his ankle okay and then, <laughs> and then, he's, like, and then he's like oh no i can't do ddr with you anymore i guess you should compete with marco the really hot guy who's like new at the school that everybody's in love with, who is also good at DDR because they found that out because they got him, 
to agree to be part of the kissing booth for the end of the year because you know this is the kissing booth too yeah you gotta you gotta be in the booth there's so many times in this movie where they're just like it's the most popular booth and it's like y'all are weird (laughs) it's just like a bunch these rich kids these kids are so rich these kids are so rich that it was actually starting to give me a headache i'm just like I, you know, I said some horrible things while I watched this movie. I kept turning to Alex and being like, wouldn't it be cool if one of them got hit by a car? I think this, I was like, I was like, it'd be cool if like Elle's arm got ripped off by like an airplane, then maybe she'd have to develop a personality. (laughs) I was just so, I just so did not give a fuck. I know that they're supposed to be 18. I don't care. I was more interested than this at 18. I had real problems. There's a lot of 18 year olds who are young but interesting these are not interesting people i don't know what yeah it's not interesting problems and also every single time there is a confrontation it is in front of the entire school and the entire school is riveted every single time like oh my like the scene where al is talking about how hot marco is and she's like leaning on the intercom and then lee has to just like sprint through the school to save her there's that that's weird there's also like when noah feels ignored by l he calls the school pretending to be her dad and so then they're discussing their relationship in the front office of the school yeah and and like one of with the intercom like one of the ongoing bits is that there's like a woman who does kind of like school radio morning announcements and so people are just always going and breaking in there like saying shit and i'm like i would kill one of them if like i wish she murdered (laughs) i just like i mean i jordan i don't love violence but i wanted someone to die i was like can the can the radio lady just kill someone like i just i need somebody in the kissing with two to die (laughs) i need blood i need blood i i don't know it's like yeah, I mean, it's just like this British girl <laughs> that goes to this school. <laughs> yeah, she's like, she's like, I read books, and everyone's like, freak, go be on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we have, we pay people to read books for us. We don't have to do oh that. We're all God. rich. We're all worried about what college we're going to cheat our way into. So, like, oh my God. Yeah, instead of fucking talking to Elle, Lee pretends to break his ankle. So then, of course, this makes it so that Elle and Marco have to practice for this fucking DDR competition. Okay. Also, Marco, like, so he's hot. He plays guitar. Everyone is into him. And for some reason, he just, like, I guess because he's new, so he doesn't have a lot of friends yet. He's just, like, okay with being bullied into doing whatever Elle and Lee want her to do, want him to do. Like, Lee's, like, will you do this DDR competition? You're so good. Like, and Marco's like, I don't know. I, I have other things to do. And then Lee's like, L would like it if he did it. And Marco's like, oh, yeah? Okay. And I'm like, really? You don't even know her yet. Like, <laughs> she's not that great. Like, she's not worth your time, Marco. <laughs> also, man, also, we're not man. really supposed to think he has a crush on her yet. You know, it's both the movie wants us to think they form it as they dance. So I'm like, he would not say yes to this unless he was... Or at least the movie could admit that he was trying to get laid and then realize he had feelings. But instead, it's just supposed to be that he has nothing to do with his time. Come on. He, oh, this 
guy, the maturity level that he is working on is like ridiculous for his age. Like this is a 30-year-old man who walks through high school like <laughs> uncon- un- unconvincingly playing a teenager. He responds to literally every situation like a 30-year-old man would. It's like the look on his face is like, okay, I guess these kids need me to do something. Sure, I'll do it. Like, that's the look on his face. It's like, oh, these kids, uh, I guess they want something. Like, Ella's, like, always melting down and being mean to him. Like, she's so mean to him. Like, I get that she's anxious about the performance, but he has no reason to do it with her. And she's just, like, mean to him. And I, and he's just like, you don't mean that. You don't have to put your stress on me. And then, of course, they end up becoming friends. And, like, she talks to him about the drama with Noah and how she's worried that Noah maybe has a crush on Chloe. And and Marco's like, you know, you can't force someone to stay with you. But also, like, if I was so lucky to be in love, I would, I would you know, cherish someone smart and cool as you. And I'm like, damn, bro, you got to meet more people. <laughs> she's not that cool. <laughs> The ire, the like hatred that I have for these characters is deep. <laughs> you, you, you really, you're really laying into them. It's, it's real. I mean, it's usually me, so I'm immune. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, I don't know. I, I wrote this on Twitter, but I mean, okay, so this movie is two hours and 12 minutes long. So, and this movie has roughly 30 minutes of fucking DDR, like, just like montages. And, like, rehearsals. And I just thought it was hilarious that this movie has so many montages that I swear, like, montages are supposed to make movies more efficient. This movie proves that they don't. This movie proves Yeah, the montages just make this movie longer. Yeah, like, this has, like, 45 minutes of montages added. This movie is the Irishman of montages of Joey King dancing, if you could call it that. I just... (laughs) I want... I know that there's a third one and we're going to watch it, but I I wish that the third one was just the Grim Reaper showing up at the kissing booth and kissing all the kids and they all die. (laughs) (laughs) And then all the trust funds get redistributed to the public school kids. (laughs) Yeah. The thing with Al... The, the thing with Elle is that, like, you know, the only thing that really gives her pathos is that her mother is dead. There's nothing else really to root for. Like, it's like she's, like, she's just kind of, like, a cool girl. She does, like, she plays video games. She has a podcast on video games. Every single time a, a boy gets near her, they want, like... They want to date her. Like, like for example, like, in the first movie, when that guy tries to date her and then he shows up with the black eye and he's just like, yeah, Flynn told all the guys in school not to date you. And, like, yeah, that was, like, a controlling thing that Noah did. But also, like, all the guys in school want to date her and they just don't because of Noah. He's the big bad wolf. It's like... It's like there are other girls at this school. Yeah, and I bet some of them have a personality that's not just whining. She seems more popular than the OMG girls, honestly. 
Yeah, she does. And, like, Lee is so fucking annoying in this movie because he just does, like, that fucking thing where he's like, oh, my girlfriend really wants me to do a thing, but I'm not going to do it, and then I'm going to act like a little baby when she's frustrated. Like, I'm shocked. And, like, which puts Rachel in a position where she's just like, am I fucking crazy? Like, what's going on? And Lee's like, oh, no, I can't talk to the – I can't talk to my friend. I can't tell my friend the truth. He's just such a fucking, like, grow a backbone, bro. Like, you have nothing else to do with your time. You don't have a job. Like, <laughs> That's the thing. Like, they don't have anything to do. All you have to do is your homework and, like, hang out with each other. <laughs> There's, that's it. <laughs> yeah, like, Lee, like, of course, you know, eventually Rachel finds out that Lee never really talked to Elle because she ends up snapping because... The boundaries never stick because, you know, his ankle, quote, heals. And, of course, Elle discovers that was a lie. And she's fine with it because Lee doesn't actually tell her the real reason. He's just like, oh, I just really want you to win the competition, the DDR competition. Okay. <laughs> I will oh, never stop saying okay, that. Okay, so for that, she wants to do this to get money for Harvard. But the, <laughs> the prize money is 50k also like thank i'm so glad i watched this with caroline caroline pointed out does the person that she performs with get any of the money like so she does it with marco does marco get half of this 50k and also 50k of course not jordan the world revolves around ellen lee why would marco need money also it's like the a 50k will get you one semester it's not yeah. enough money <laughs> it's not no, enough it's not. money to go to harvard with maybe maybe like noah has some like crypto connection she's gonna flip that money and invest it real quick and i i have no idea because i also was like that's not enough money it's gonna gotta be like i don't know at least a quarter mil for you to really feel like harvard's gonna be covered yeah. Just so I don't even understand the conflict of her choosing between the two schools because there's one school that she can't afford. So that's it. We're done. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Yeah, like I don't know if it was supposed to be like, oh, I'll get scholarships and this will cover the rent. Like, I don't know. Like, it's weird to me how many movies do this thing where they do make finances a main part of a plot but they never actually do make it part of the plot like they're like oh this is a reason and it's not that I need it's not that in a movie you need like an itemized sheet of how much everything costs but it's never it's like the writing is so lazy in this area I'm just like I you could have easily made this make sense <laughs> like like have the prize be bigger or have their like come on Come on, this is a big stake. This is one of the main stakes of the movie. You can flesh it out a little. <laughs> yeah, I just, it's so, oh man. Um, I, it's, we've gotten so far into this without mentioning the sex scene. Because like instead of, the first movie has a bunch of sex scenes. This movie just has one. Just one where it's almost like they're trying to like, like try to make it more because in the first one they were just fucking all over the place they were just like fuck. but this one it's like you got the it's like a cl more classic hollywood sex scene where he like lays her down and everything 
And it just reminds me so much how much of a giant that he is and how weird they look together. <laughs> yeah, I was like, is this legal? I don't know. I don't know. I don't need to go further than that. I was just like, this is weird. I feel weird. I don't want to... I... Eh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I was watching I, the first one, because like, I made Jay watch the first one too with me, and we were when we were watching, and he was just like, "This little girl is like getting laid in this movie. What is going on?" <laughs> yeah, she's like railing me, daddy, and you're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> like I'm like suddenly I feel very old and protective. I don't know. <laughs> also, I mean, like because I watched Euphoria, like. It's it's weird it's weird to watch him in this right after that horrendous second season of Euphoria ended and he plays like a deep psychopath. It's hard to to not just be like him and Chloe aren't fucking but they are killing people. <laughs> Which again would have made this movie better. Yeah, I mean god, the kissing booth too. So obviously what happens obviously what happens is Elle and Noah keep having these conversations where she's like you cheated on me. And he's like, no, I didn't. And then Elle finds an earring under his bed and he, she doesn't tell him that she found it at first. And then she does tell him and he's like, I don't know how an earring got there. But then she spies on Chloe's Instagram and she sees the earring in her Instagram and she's like, oh, he's lying to me. He told me no one's been in his room, which this is one of the situations where I was like, dude, you could just tell her like, oh yeah, Chloe and other friends have come in my room because I live in a fucking dorm. <laughs> It's the only room we have to hang out in. But instead, he totally lies, which backfires. So then Joey ends up, like, you know, being like, so you cheated on me? And he's like, we need to talk in real life. And, of course, the movie only shows, like, him and Chloe hanging out one-on-one -on -one and him, like, kind of lying to Elle because he goes to a concert with Chloe and says he goes with other friends. Whatever. I don't care. And then she goes to the DDR competition with Marco, who, by the way, this whole time has been, like, an amazing friend to her who's just, like, giving her good advice because he's a 30-year-old man who's in high school. <laughs> just a 30-year-old and... man just walking around high school giving sage advice, falling in love with 18-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, and it feels like because he's supposed to be, like, more handsome than Noah, then, like, we're supposed to just think he doesn't have feelings. Like, well, he's fine, obviously, because he's handsome. And I'm like... Listen, movie, don't make me defend handsome men. They're usually fine. They don't need me. But this time I'm going to defend Marco, okay? So her and Marco go to the DDR competition. And somehow at the competition, they're able to, like, do backflips and shit. We've never seen this before in the movie. Probably because the stunt people didn't have the availability. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Anyways, they're, like, doing flips. And, like, they're doing, like, fucking figure skating ass, like, throwing each other in the air and the they've already had sexual tension moments you know as you do mm. when playing ddr i usually want to fuck <laughs> right? <laughs> nothing is more sensual than acting like my hands are a little whack-a-mole my feet are whack-a-moles i don't know what the fuck i'm saying anyways yeah. they kiss but little does l know noah is in the audience and he told her he couldn't make it but he like wanted to surprise her to I guess, be a boyfriend, which is like a new thing for him. Mm. And so he sees them kiss in the heat of passion. And then of course she like makes eye contact and sees him and is like, Oh no. And then she has that thing where she's like running and then like Marco's chasing her. And he's like, you can't just pretend that like, we don't have this connection. And she's like, not now. Oh God, Marco. And then like Noah's running away. And then of course, 
Thanksgiving is like two days later and like Chloe's there and I'm like what the fuck is this movie (laughs) so Thanksgiving is of course like the climax the emotional climax and it's the dinner scene where everything comes to light like Rachel is weird to Elle because she's like what the fuck is wrong with you you like have been in the middle of my relationship and Noah is weird to Elle because like she kissed Marco and Lee is weird to L because he found out that she was applying to Harvard, which I'm like, get over yourself, dude. I'm sorry. What the fuck? Who cares? <laughs> like, he's like, oh no, my best friend might go to another school. And then, of course, L is like ignoring Marco during this whole time. And then Chloe's just like, they're chilling. So they all like freak out at each other. I, I want to point out also that like these parents just let these kids go ham on each other. They're cussing each other out. They're just like, talk. They're like, talk. it's like I was like, man, white kids, I, <laughs> I, I truly, I cannot relate. Cause like, oh yeah, I, like... I'm, I'm white, but I definitely couldn't relate to that. I was like, never, <laughs> far, far, I have far too much fear <laughs> to to act the way that they did. <laughs> like way too much fear. In front yeah. of Molly Ringwald, I wouldn't do any kind of shit like that in front of Molly Ringwald. I'm not talking about sex in front of Mar- Molly Ringwald unless I'm asking her about whatever sex she had and for that time that she was in France. She was in France for a while. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I just want to hang out with Molly Ringwald. I'm like, you're so hot and cool. Let's be friends. She really is. Like, love it. So yeah, they're all fucking freaking out and being obnoxious and like chasing each other and like, you know, Noah's like, you're a hypocrite. You've been accusing me and I didn't even do anything with Chloe and I just wanted her to come meet you so you could be friends. And Elle's just like, oh, like Marco's stuff doesn't mean anything. You've been shady to me. And then Lee's like, you're going to go to Harvard. And Elle's like, you don't understand. And then Rachel's like, I hate all of you. And I'm like, girl, same. (laughs) Team Rachel. Rachel's just like, she's like, I've been trying so hard just to have a boyfriend. I just want to have a boyfriend. Like, she... Because like she gets her, her and Noah get together, not her and Noah, her and Lee get together at the end of the first movie, and it's like a cute thing. Like it's the kissing booth and like their kiss. Like they literally, they fall in love at the kissing booth, not the, not the main couple. And yet, the second movie, it's like, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it was, I guess it was cool how we had this like cute love story. Anyway, who cares? Yeah, like, and Rachel's like, and then of course, Elle does chase Rachel and is like, what's going on? And Rachel's like, you're stupid. Elle's like, I could never imagine that I felt you this, I made you feel this way. Why didn't you tell me? And I just wanted to wring Elle's neck. Like, girl, come on, like, pay attention. Like, you're so self-absorbed. And Rachel's just like, I have been communicating pretty clearly. <laughs> and then, and then of course, Elle's like, I'll fix it. And Rachel's like, uh, okay. And I'm like, girl, no, run. And then Lee's just like, I don't know, like, taking a picture of a wall and like captioning it with like Elliot Smith lyrics from a song he's never actually heard. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, you're so, you're so savage tonight. It's so cool. <laughs> I'm so glad you like it. Cause this is what I have. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, you know, obviously like, obviously Elle and Noah are going to be together. Cause that's just, you know, what's going to happen. And Marco, he just never gets any fucking, I mean, this is how they said at the third movie, of course, is like, is that Elle has just been fucking ignoring Marco. 
and Marco and they're like at graduation and Marco is like looking at Elle with Noah and this other and this other guy's like she's not worth it you should move on and then Marco's like but what if she is no no I know no he's right he's right he's right I'm like Marco you're 30 (laughs) baby sweetie I'm like you can just rent a car and drive away from this you're old enough to rent a car like come on like school is over my love like also (laughs) also I forgot to mention that there is there's there's a there's a character who comes out as gay Oh and, yeah, and, yeah, and this little sweetie is like just like in the background, going through his whole struggle, and it's so weird because it's almost like this movie's trying to do this high school musical kind of thing where it's like there, everybody in the school is like going through different shit, but it's like no, it's like really just this main story, and then this this guy having his coming out story in the background. Of the fucking kissing booth too. I was, it's really unfair. I was so to him. angry because like we're not even really properly introduced to him. Like we see like a moment between him and the guy he has a crush on, and then there's like a scene where they're at the beach and he's like hanging out with L. And I'm like, oh, I've never really seen L hang out with you. And then she's just she kind of like is like, are you into that guy? And he's like, what? No. And then he like admits to her. He's like, please don't tell anyone. And she's like yeah no I won't and and then like we see him interact with the other guy like at the dance and he like almost asks him to dance and then he chickens out and then he finally at the kissing booth they like kiss and it's really cute but yeah it's so shoehorned yeah oh my god but at the <laughs> okay so at the end like he's in the kissing booth and he's like about to kiss a woman and then he just thinks that it's he's like you know what no and then like he just like looks out and he like sees the it's so dramatic sees the guy and just like walks up to him and then they kiss and then there's like a round of applause like and it's not just a round of it's it's a cute round of applause but it's also like everyone seems to have never met a gay person before it's like everyone just seems excited that it's like yes our school is so interesting here's a gay kid like didn't you feel like that was kind of the energy yeah oh definitely yeah like they just had never met one and i'm like you know if you've never met one maybe your school is not as friendly to gay people as you think because probably more people would be out like yeah a lot of people don't know their sexuality until yeah. later but even so like if he's the only one who's out maybe y'all should work on the environment you've created just a thought <laughs> you're graduating and this is the first kid you've seen being gay what about all of like i just kept on thinking what about all of the gay kids who did not get a moment exactly <laughs> that's what the kissing booth rainbow movie will be about <laughs> Oh my god, just like a kissing boobs, a queer kissing boobs spinoff? Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm sorry that I spoke oh my that god. devilry well, into the it's world. Coming. Oh, my. oh man. Yeah, this movie is wild. This movie felt like three movies and also no movie. Like, it's like it had so much content, but also no content. Very confusing. <laughs> Yeah, I got so tired watching this. I, my whole heart. I got, got so tired. high watching this. And <laughs> that's good. That's a good move. I had a sore throat, uh-huh. so I didn't feel like I could smoke. So I was just kind of letting it absorb into my pores, like a formaldehyde just in my eyeballs, just 
<laughs> minute by minute, two hours. <laughs> Anyways, listeners, um, you, I'm not. It's not as dramatic as I make it sound to be. I'm just being a drama queen. Being nice <laughs> it's true, you are, and uh, you know, surprise to everyone. I'm Jordan Searles, and we love you. Bye. Bye. Let's go this trip. Uh, yeah, back it up, back it up. Uh, uh, yeah, let's go this trip. Maybe tomorrow he'll say.